Hi, hello, and welcome to K Out and About, the podcast about my random travel occurrences. This is season one, episode 23, the funny Swede, the reserve Swede, a vegan Pole, and a happy Bhutanese. Over a month has passed now since the last episode. I know, I know. And I don't think I have to tell you that a lot of things have happened. The reality that surrounds us right now is very different to what it used to be in November 2019 when today's last part of the interview with Chris was recorded. My life hasn't changed that much. Just all the studying is done online and working from home, you know, all the time now. And still shit's loads of stuff to do for uni. But I know a lot of my friends are on lockdown. They cannot even leave the house for a walk, only for maybe some food shopping, and that's it. Some fear for their own health, some for the health of their uh, their family members. A lot of people already have lost their jobs. Uh, a lot of people are about to. And I must say, I'm very grateful that I still have a job. Although with cut down hours, there will still be a sub-tiny amount of money coming into my account by the end of the month. But... Enough with the doom and gloom, and without further ado, here is the third and last part of the interview with Chris. Okay, so did you have any, and if any, then what kind of culture shocks in, in Sweden? Because I know mm. I had few. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what was it kind of, because you already had experience, you know, Germany, mm. uh, Czech Republic, Poland, you already knew it, and you've, you've been uh, yeah, in, Sweden in Sweden before. before yeah. yeah. Although, yeah, again, that was a, a bubble. I mean, a folk, high, a folk high school is quite a bubble. It's just like students, although, to be fair, there, there are all kinds of students of all ages and backgrounds. So, I mean, it was quite a a micro microcosm mm. of Swedish society. Yeah, I would say. But um, when I actually moved to Sweden properly, um, one of the first things I noticed probably was that it was very hard to get a job if you didn't have exactly the right qualifications oh, for yeah. that job. That, that's because still the case. <laughs> I can confirm. I know. I know. Because <laughs> originally I was staying with a friend in Borlinge, in Dalarna. And, you know, my plan was to live there because I wanted to, you know, hang out with her. And, mm. you know, I knew a couple of other people there. But I couldn't get a job. I tried, like, all the schools and, yeah, just anywhere that might need an English teacher. Mm. Nothing. Which would you would think that that's something that you would get a job straight away. Yeah. Uh, no, you're not qualified as a teacher, blah, blah, blah. It's maybe easier now I'm not sure because there is such a shortage of teachers they I mean they still they still ask because I just had mm. an interview as well yeah. um in regards to that they still ask for uh, sort of a yeah teachers license or yeah. teachers anything mm. like um it, in Poland like when you study ling linguistics whatever like I don't know Germanistic mm. for example you do do like uh, pedagogic, methodic, uh, didactic, and that counts as, yeah, you can teach now. Right. Mm. Um, but yes, I don't know how, in the UK, that wasn't the case. It was just languages. Uh, it was just languages. I did do a kind of a TEFL course before I went off on my okay. adventures in Czech Republic and Poland. 
And that was good enough there because I wasn't teaching children. But as soon as you're oh. teaching children, then oh, you have to have the like psychology and yeah. pedagogy. Oh, okay, got um, it. Because yeah, eventually I got a job in Stockholm. I was applying for jobs, you know, all over the country, but I got a job in Stockholm as a language teacher at um, Studio Fremjandet. Okay. And that was just hours in the beginning. Um, actually, for the whole time, it was just hours. So um, I was kind of pretty skint <laughs> because you didn't get a lot of money yep. for it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then I met a very strange Austrian guy who um, was advertising for... English teachers, like business English teachers, experience one. So I applied for that, and he said, okay, if you're going to work for me, um, I'm not going to put you on a payroll. You're going to have to start your own company. Oh, sure. So <laughs> I was just like, what? <laughs> I mean, I was, you know, kind of fresh, like off, I'm, I'm fresh like off the boat, and hearing I had to exactly start a company. What I, like, I'll be telling exactly the same <laughs> when I'm going to be saying about my story in Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, what do I have to start a company? He said, yeah, we can work as kind of like a mini network and I can make sure you get jobs. And he did. I mean, to be fair, I got some quite good jobs. I even worked, um, I did a week in Dalarna with uh, Elo, which is like one of the big trade unions. Okay. Teaching them, you know, trade union English. And, you know, several other trade unions and other clients. Um So I had a lot of very piecemeal jobs in the beginning. And then I started working as a translator in 2000. Oh, wow. <laughs> that, well, that's quick, mm. kind of like. Yeah. Because you got to Sweden in, what, 98? 98, yeah. Okay, all right. Mm. So that's, that's quite quick. That's good. Yeah. All right, and that's the, you decided that that's the thing that you wanted to do, or... Um, well, in the beginning, I was doing project uh, management at the translation company, so it was a different kind of job. But I was also doing translation from the beginning and proofing and stuff like that. So, and then after moving here here to Malmo, they kind of decided that, um, well, maybe it's not so practical for you to be doing project management when you're six, <laughs> so far away, six <laughs> hundred kilometers away. <laughs> so I got to do translation and proofing. Uh, only, but um, yeah, I'm just trying to think of what I really thought about uh, the cultural aspects. I suppose the sense of humor is different, even if a lot of the sense of humor is the same in some ways. But um, I don't know. In the UK, we have quite an aggressive sense of humor. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> And I get out of town. <laughs> I found that not all Swedes really appreciated that. <laughs> yeah. But, um... No. Oh, do you know what? I still need to hear, like, a proper Swedish joke because I don't mm. think I came across uh, many, really. Or like, a, uh, if any... A joke with a punchline, or how do you mean? Any. Like, I don't... Well, okay, mm. fair enough. I don't know that many Swedes, but... There's, I'm only basing the sense of humor on what I see on TV. And, right. like, I started watching one show and I completely didn't get it. Uh, mm. Like, is that supposed to be funny? And It's I stopped watching of, it, so... I mean, I suppose the kind of classic Swede... Well, one, one of the forms of Swedish humor is something... There's a program called Soul Seedam. 
uh-huh. which oh, is yeah, very cringe, cringe humour kind of thing. I'm not sure how representative that is really for Swedish humour, but there's a lot of kind of, um, you know, sketches and a bit, almost a bit kind of pantomime in a way, like the okay. old fashioned humour. But nowadays, I mean, you've got loads of stand up. I need, yeah, Swedish I think I need stand-up. to check out Swedish stand up because yeah. that's. I mean, the gap I'm between that and, you know, uh, these old forms is pretty huge by now. Mm. Okay. Oh, so I mean, like the old form would be something like they have a conversation on stage, like pretend conversations and yeah, like, I suppose uh, role so. plays. It, yeah, I mean, there, there's something called buskis, which is very kind of old-fashioned humor. Um, it's a bit like yeah, a little bit like a cross between pantomime and sketches and things mm. like that. Very physical humor, kind of you know. People oh. making physical errors, a bit Mr. Bean kind of thing. Oh. Uh, but that is kind of like the older generation's humour. Most younger people, I would say, either, uh, yeah, watch foreign stand-up or, yeah, Swedish stand-up. Okay, I need mm. to give it a try. Mm. Definitely. Mm. <laughs> Mm. Okay, and then obviously, so now you're uh, now in Malmo, still translating. So that's something yeah. you kind of you got to like it, or you're kind of like, yeah, no, I can. Do I kind that. of fell into it. I mean, obviously, if you study languages at a higher level, then you've done translation. Um, but I had no idea what translation really meant until I started working <laughs> with it. I was just like, oh yeah, you just turn it into your own language or the other language, but. It's so much more than that. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> now, the million-dollar question. Um, have you ever, ever considered or would you still consider thinking about ever moving back home? Or, if not, like, what is actually home now? What feels home? Malmö is home. Malmö is home. Yeah. So would I you mean, ever consider going back to the UK? Mm. Definitely not at this stage of the UK's history. <laughs> and we got to the topic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right now, uh, until the UK recovers from its very bad ailment <laughs> that it has been afflicted by by both Russia and the United States, um, I don't see myself going back there, no. But mainly because of the political economical situation or... Also well, because you kind of grew apart. I've grown apart from it. I mean, I I have a few friends left there, but not many. I have a few not-so-close family members left. You know, I don't really have any major ties with it anymore. Mm. This is my home. Everything that I have is here, basically. Okay. Mm. So you don't really go back to the UK regularly, like, let's say, once or twice a year. You don't no, visit not them. so often. <laughs> Typical on the phones ring. Typical, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. We're so informal here. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, so, so, sorry, so you don't go uh, for regular visits? You no, just go not from so time. much. Yeah, I, occasionally. I mean, to be honest, one of my best friends lives on the Isle of Man, so she doesn't even live in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to kind of go That's to the UK. special circumstances. I have to go to the UK, via, well, I have to go to her via the UK. And, you know, nowadays, well, I've basically stopped flying. That's one of my new things for various reasons, including environmental. And uh, so if I go to the UK now, 
Oh my uh, it's God! Quite a, yeah, that's quite a, a trip. <laughs> adventure. Yeah, I mean, there are various ways you can do it, but yeah, I mean, I was thinking of going on a trip to Ireland. And I was thinking, oh, I can get a I can get a ferry from northern France. <laughs> I mean, that's what the kind of level of it is now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it would be. Yeah, because I remember I was thinking when I was moving here, I was thinking about renting a van and mm -hmm. just packing up and coming here. But then I realized how. What a trip it would be! I was mm. like, no, okay, that's fine then. No, because, I mean, like, I don't mind that kind of a trip. There are, yeah, but there aren't really that many connections apart no. from Dover, uh, and I think Hull. There's Harwich and the Hook of Holland still. I think. Yeah, I think they still do that ferry, and you can get. Actually, I came over from Newcastle to Amsterdam, so I mean that's a possibility okay. as well on the ferry. Oh, okay. And that went really well. I had a, you know, like a cabin and just woke up the next day in Amsterdam. Because <laughs> that's, that's literally like 10, 12 hours, yeah. isn't it? Mm. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it, it's part of the adventure if the traveling. Like yeah, that, yeah, I mean, I've never enjoyed flying anyway. And uh, when, when the whole uh, new campaign, you know, to fly less basically that it's a big thing in Sweden mm. um, when all that came about I just thought well there, there isn't a great deal of need for me to fly anymore mm. to be honest and I don't really travel outside of Europe so why not try it because yeah I remember last year when you were going to Poland and you told mm. me it's like oh yeah no, I'm going on the ferry in December <laughs> I was what <laughs> are you sure <laughs> mm. Yeah, that worked out fairly well. I mean, yeah, the crossing on the way back wasn't great. But, yeah, on the whole, I mean, as long as you have a cabin, you can just lie there if you feel a bit queasy, <laughs> if it's a bit rough. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing. Like, I was thinking about winter. It's like, mm. oh, my God, the Baltic Sea can get rough. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, so UK, not really. Home is here now. Mm. All right. Um, last year, you've been... To Poland, visiting, sort yeah. of. And mm. uh, I remember us having a conversation, like, okay, you've seen a little bit of the Eastern Poland, so now you wanted to see the, the Western. Mm. Yeah. It, it, tell me a little bit more about, like, first of all, obviously, the years, like oh, 20 mm. years yeah, between yeah, <laughs> your visits. But also, yeah. I know there is still a huge difference between Eastern Poland and Western Poland, mm. like how it looks like. Right. Or how, it, you know, the infrastructure, for example. Mm. Um, but how how did it feel for you? What um, was there a big difference, or you kind of expected a lot of things? I think I expected most things. Um, some things I didn't expect, like in your hometown, Wuj. Um, I didn't expect such a fancy train station, although you had prepared oh, yeah, me for yeah. it. Oh yeah, new um, train station. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> in yeah. comparison to the old one, yeah. I mean, there were there were some really, you know, hyper modern places on that trip, and I was quite surprised. But then you get into town, and you get into kind of the rough area in mm. town, and it's just like it was in '97. Nothing's yeah. changed. Oh yeah, I remember when you told me where your hotel was, and in my scene, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, oh my god, mm. <laughs> and you walked there by yourself in oh, the god, evening. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's the good thing about traveling; you have no idea, no idea. where yeah. the dangerous places are. So I really didn't care, but um. No, I would say the the transport infrastructure is probably, yeah, obviously it's a bit better than it was in the 90s, but in some places it didn't really work and, you know, mm. things it's fell a, apart a bit. Some, some places still use those old buses mm. uh, yeah. that you probably know from Prague. Uh, there. Mm. 
Um, what was I going to say? And yes, uh, vegan restaurants now you can eat vegan and vegetarian. I was so impressed. I mean, on the square, I think it was in Wrocław, there was a vegan restaurant on the square. Don't get me wrong, I was surprised because I remember warning. I was like, oh my God, I don't yeah. know, actually. No, I mean, but it wasn't really a problem pretty much anywhere, maybe in somewhere very small like, I don't know, Malbork or somewhere mm. like that. But in the big towns, no, there were, there were vegan places everywhere. All right. All right. Perfect. Mm. <laughs> yeah. One more question I need to ask right at the end. <laughs> Um, would you ever be considering uh, moving somewhere else abroad, uh, outside of Sweden? Like, mm. Would it be tempting or did it even cross your mind at any it time? It has crossed my mind sometimes. I mean, uh, I'm quite interested, you know, in my later years, if it's possible, uh, moving to Bornholm. Okay, <laughs> the, the, not that far from Scandinavia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's a hardly, kind of a hardly a different. I know. Country. Right. I know. I mean, basically, uh, Bornholm is basically Swedish because um, I think I read somewhere that um, uh, some king forgot to take it back for Sweden. Um, so they, they call the people that live on Bornholm reserve Swedes. <laughs> so I mean, it's basically Sweden. Yeah. Although don't tell the Danes that. Yeah, no, I was very say, like, if you're Danish and <laughs> you're listening to this podcast, just ignore it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not 100% sure of the actual facts around that, so you might want to Google it. But, um, yeah, I really like that island. And, you know, to be honest, the weather is often very good there. I mean, it's one of the sunniest places in what? Scandinavia, which is weird as hell. How? But it, it's I true. mean, it's on the it's freaking like, Baltic Sea. It's a bit like um, Erland here in uh -huh. Sweden. They have the same uh, phenomenon there. That They have quite a lot of good weather, a lot of sunny weather. I think they have more hours of sun in both Bornholm and Erland than pretty much anywhere else. Now you got me interested. <laughs> okay. And also, I mean, it's a really cute place and there are very, very cute houses. Um, not too expensive at this stage. You know, like these um, half-timbered houses. Mm, you can mm. get a tiny little cottage for certainly less than a million kroner. Okay. Yeah, that is decent. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm a little bit tempted, but then again, you have to kind of maintain these things and, you know, move everything and buy a house and all that kind of thing, <laughs> which is always a hassle. Well, yeah. <laughs> Bad enough buying a flat. <laughs> you know, maybe in 20 years, like when yeah. you want to settle down somewhere. Yeah, exactly. I mean, my, my thing has always been to have quite a small and cheap base that I can, you know, call home and travel as much as I can. So I don't really want to, you know, have a expensive house or, or flat or anything. I want to have somewhere I can have all my stuff, call it a base, and then... Sleep. <laughs> sleep. I mean, it's basically... I mean, yeah, my flat at the moment, it's a, it's a studio. And sometimes I call it my hotel room <laughs> because <laughs> it feels like it sometimes. <laughs> so, I mean, that's kind of the idea. Or, or you know, if I really wanted to do something very different you know maybe somewhere like Portugal or somewhere because of the cost of living being a lot less and you know having a pension from hopefully what is still the EU 
then yeah. I could, you know, live reasonably cheaply in somewhere like Portugal. So those, those kind of ideas. Well, you can learn another language. Exactly. And I like the sound of Portuguese, to be honest. Mm. And, Sounds know. nice. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we shall see. All right. <laughs> okay. There was one more question that I wanted to ask just now, and I totally lost the plot. I think it's the hour. It's a, it's a little bit late. Mm. No, it was about the uh, retiring in a... Sort of, oh, no, traveling, obviously. Mm. I mean, ugh, it is a travel podcast, sort of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and I know we're completely off topic here, but uh, mm. just, to, just to touch on it. Um, you said you, you like traveling, but you, you do also say that you're kind of... You like Europe for traveling. Yeah. So you're not really tempted to go outside of Europe. Um, or tempted, possibly, yes, but maybe not possibly, now. Um, if I can travel on trains and buses and things. And it's not impossible. I've seen, I mean, there are a lot of very good websites now with people doing very long trips on trains. I mean, there was somebody I saw that went to Iran on a train, <laughs> which oh, maybe wow. I wouldn't really fancy at the moment. But <laughs> not at the you moment. You know, if the if the political situation changes in some way, mm. you know, so like Trans Siberian Railway, that would be one of the things. Yeah, you might maybe. Want to I mean, well, as a vegan, maybe that's not quite as easy as I'd hope. But um, you would have to have a lot of uh, supplies lot of with you. Supplies <laughs> yeah. with me. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, but um, who knows? Poland mm. did surprise you. It this surprised is true. me. <laughs> I mean, who who knows? you know with the with the current state of the environment maybe everyone's forced to be vegan who can say so um yeah those those kind of trips I'd still like to do but I'm not sure if I would be uh brave enough to do them alone so I have to find a suitable mm. travel companion I think yeah and I swear this is the last question <laughs> <laughs> if uh let's say the train uh, uh, bus issue or flight mm. issue was not a problem like not an issue completely okay. mm. like I can teleport myself yeah you can teleport yourself <laughs> maybe one day in 20 years yeah um what's a country you would love to visit Ooh. or countries i'm quite interested actually in going to uh bhutan Mm. because it's supposed to be the country? happiest country in the world apart yeah. well i think denmark is in europe anyway but Bhutan. Bhutan is high on the list, if I not think the... I think it has been, yeah. at some point, anyway, the happiest country. And I want to see how they do that, because I'm very interested in, you know, politics, social issues and that well, kind of thing. Well, they didn't have TV until recently mm. at all, I think. Yeah. Uh, so that could be a reason. And it's not, from what I can make out, it's not a hugely rich country either. They have no, some no. natural resources and things, but it's not massively rich. It's more a different focus, and I want to... You know, I would like to see, you know, how they manage that focus and get a grant from Malmo University <laughs> for research. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Malmo Maybe. University would go for it, mm. yeah. <laughs> especially ha in the, happiness their, research yeah, yeah. within their uh, <laughs> social sciences. Mm. <laughs> cool. Well. Um, no more questions. Okay. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I'm hoping yes, we can do maybe some more on the on the UK. Although we kind of we kind of did touch on it quite yeah. a bit, but mm. uh, yeah. I'll see if there is a little bit more we can mm. squeeze out of that <laughs> uh, without talking about the B word. Okay, obviously. good. <laughs> I, I mean, we could, but nah. I don't think your listeners would like to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Dear listeners, maybe somebody could write in and let us know. Let me know. Um, but yeah, no, thank you so much. The uh, hour... Is, oh, it's not too bad. Eight o'clock. 
so yeah, uh, thank you. And yeah, until hopefully next time. Yes, thank you. That's it for today. I don't know yet when I can deliver the next episode. I still have some exams to study for and a few papers to write. So it might get tricky. However, I can tell you what it will be about. The Canny House. Thank you so much for listening. Stay healthy and until next time.